to Front Row Material! It's not for everyone. With Jerry Lynn! And I am going to blow you. Excuse me? And Mikey Whiprack! Out of the water. Here's your host, Mike Freeland! I wrote you a song. You did? A little jingle you want to hear? I would love to. I farted. It tickled. Because you ate a pickle, it was hot, it was burning, so you did it again. <laughs> wow. If I didn't know better, I swear you were sitting on a wood chair. <laughs> I am sitting on a wood chair. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I am. Where's Jerry? I don't know. I thought he told you uh, that he was good to go. He is. He's off tonight. Oh, he's off tonight. He's off tonight. Oh. He's having... Uh, Family time. Nice. Good for him. As he and I will be gone for the weekend. Right. So when do you fly out? Do you fly out tomorrow morning or when do you fly out? I drive. Okay. You drive. Yes. I'll be banging out and headed out to good old Long Island. Nice. What kind of car do you drive, by the way? I don't know if we ever talked about this. Uh, Jeep Liberty, if you must know. (laughs) You prying son of a bitch. Yes. Okay. Jeep Liberty. Nice. I don't know if you saw on Twitter, I I came home last night from a soccer meeting, Mm -hmm. and I left my door open all night. What? what, Hold on. In the rain. You left the door open? Yes. How does that happen? Well, I'm a fucking idiot. And when I got out of the car, I didn't shut it. So you just... So how it happened is very obvious. Okay. I just didn't didn't fucking shut it. (laughs) Now, why I didn't shut it, I have no idea. Okay. All right. Touche. You just unbuckled uh, yeah. the seatbelt and said, man, I'm out. I said, fuck it, I'm out. And then uh, <laughs> just left it that way. I'm out of here. Screw this shit. Who needs it? Yeah. Take the car. Fuck it. <laughs> did you find, so outside of water, did you find any anything else in there? Were there any, you know, sticks, leaves, twigs? No, uneventful. Uneventful. It was just wet. The keys weren't left to ignition, were they? No, I have done that, though. No, no, now stop that. Oh, I'm not kidding. Here's a story for you. Please share. So, we were at OzFest. The year it was free. We started drinking, I think they were daiquiris. Okay. And the daiquiris, you could pay an extra five bucks and get a shot or two of rum or something on top. Nice. Well, I was doing this. Okay. And I was treating everybody. <laughs> just extra shots <laughs> Daiquiris, what you you just fucking name? And I was feeling pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> feeling no pain, as they would say. I was feeling no pain, and I was with Stockade and this guy Azriel. Okay. And Azriel was like my bodyguard. Okay. Not that I needed a bodyguard per se, but he just he. They sent him to make sure that when I was going and coming from where I was going to. That I made it back safely. Oh, wow. Yes. So we were doing, we watched Motley Crue come out and they did their set. And then they're setting up for Ozzy and they start putting out the rope lights. Okay. Along the edge of the stage. Right. And Stockade goes, oh, what's with the rope lights? They go, that's so he doesn't fall off the stage. So Stockade goes, I like he's going to take a picture of it and post it. I said, don't you do <laughs> That's like exposing the poor guy that controls the Undertaker's fog. Right. We don't do the, we don't do such things. <laughs> So I remember that, and the, ne- the next thing I remember is walking up by the stage somehow and seeing Ozzy, uh, seeing some Japanese kid playing Crazy Train. <laughs> wow. Now, I don't condone this behavior now at all. But the next thing I remember is my wife waking me up. <laughs> that's, the, that's the next memory. <laughs> that's the next memory. She goes, you had a good time last night, didn't you? I go... Yeah, wow, yeah. I, she goes, yeah, you left here with like 400 bucks in your wallet. You came home with 25. <laughs> she, she said, oh, and you might want to go look outside. <laughs> oh, shit. So I look outside. My car is like half off the driveway, like a little bit of a ditch. <coughs> with the doors open, the radio on, and the car running. <laughs> wow. Yep. Honestly, I have no idea how the fuck I got home. I, I'm thinking, did somebody like drive me home? Like, like I don't know how the heck I drove from Philadelphia 
all the way out here. Now, kids, I do not condone this behavior. It was very irresponsible of me. <laughs> but these are the things that happen. Right. And, and we don't even know if you were the one who did it. It could have been somebody who did drop you off, drove your car. I still think I still think they're ripping me. They had to That be. they brought me home. I think they did. I, I remember nothing. I think they probably they, did. They swear they didn't. They probably staged it to make it look like it. So when your wife saw it, it was like, what the hell? That's what I think. I, th- I think they took the, the money out of my wallet, too. I was just about... Because the daiquiri, all that kind of stuff, that, that couldn't have cost you that much. Could it at a concert? Yes, it, yes, yes, it could. Are you kidding me? Mike, we started drinking at, at like 11 o'clock. In the morning. All the way through to uh, Yeah, to Ozzy came on to what? Nine? Oh, my God. 8.30, 9 o'clock? Yeah. Your blood alcohol was Sandman. Yo. <laughs> He calls me. He calls me Fester now. Yo, Fester. He's calling you Fester. He said you're missing your calling. He goes, you should go to Comic Cons as Uncle Fester. You'll make a fortune. Wow. Then, then, then he tells me. He sends me a text message. Yo, I liked you better when you were morbidly obese. Holy cow. You made four hours of signings feel like three hours and 59 minutes. <laughs> Such a great friend. I'm glad, glad Hack I could be entertaining people. Right. Holy cow. Yep. So he even texted, <laughs> starting out with yo, comma? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yo, Fester. That's fantastic. Yep. He's, un- he's unique. I tell you what, I mean... But from oh, he's awesome. from everything I've heard, one of the brightest guys you'll talk to, Wall Street Journal reader, reader and everything. So I'm going to post this picture that Halifax Matt. And hold on, I'm actually going to hold on. Speaking of the Halifax Matt, why you're doing that? Awesome producer. He does so well with the absolute horseshit that we give him to work with. What are you talking about? We give him quality material. Mikey, let's be honest here. We give him some stuff that he, I guarantee when he receives the file up in O Canada, you know, when he's having breakfast with Bret Hart, he, he, he's he got to think, what the fuck is going on here? What did I sign up for? <laughs> oh, my okay, God. I'll give you that. You did, did I ever? I mean, I told you this before as you're doing that picture thing that I'm a preschool teacher, right? I told you that, right? Yes. Which is which is scary in itself. It, well, I'm a good role model. What, what you, for who? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. You d- <laughs> you shit your pants on live on live national radio. Which should have been edited out, mind you. But I've um, one of my students today said, uh, Mr. Mike, I, I got a real bad stomachache. I said, All right, go to the bathroom, and they went in there. They came back out. And there was explosive diarrhea all over the floor. Everywhere. Everywhere. So what happened? There, there was a guy at work in in the bathroom in our hallway. There's a urinal and then there's a stall. Well, I'm at the urinal and there's someone else in the stall. Some guy comes fuddling in because the doors are locked. Right. So he's fuddling with his keys to get the door open. He gets the door open. Runs over to the stall and goes, oh, God, no. And turns around and tries to leave real quick. I'm going, that guy shit his pants. <laughs> Because if you walk in and you audibly say, oh, 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 dear God, no, and you have to run away, you shit your pants. You did. Should we do an open? Yeah, sure. Okay. Why the fuck not? Why not? It's just it's just you and I right now, right? Jerry's watching Mary Poppins with the family. He's doing something. What, what, what else do you think might be happening? You know what might be happening? Please share. Well, I can't go into detail. I wouldn't know. <laughs> do you think it might have to do with a little product called bluechew.com I, t- I told him I go <laughs> you know for your birthday Jerry since you missed out since Pam was out getting crabs <laughs> when she comes home <laughs> you and her should have relations <laughs> I said you need to go to bluechew.com put in the code ECW yes fill out a couple questions mm-hmm. nice and easy yes Pay $5 just for shipping, get your sample, and show Mrs. Lynn a good time. Amen. 
I mean, so Jerry, you, you could be sitting there watching a movie. <laughs> you could feel like, hey, this could be the time. Excuse yourself for a quick <laughs> pop, your, pop your blue chew. Sit back down. By the time you finish the movie, bing! <laughs> Hello! Oh, God. And this this is a serious conversation we had, too, by the way. Oh, I have no doubt about that. People said, oh, this is bullshit. No, this is the actual conversation Jerry and I had at like 6 o'clock in the morning. Holy God. Oh, yeah. When I'm going to work, he's still he's at work already. He'll call me. Wow. He, he has to irk me like he does his boss. Be like, good morning. <laughs> he seems like he's a well, morning that, person. He is a morning person. It's yes. really pathetically annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but... He, uh, he and I have, our conversations have devolved into, I can go, and we'll talk back and forth like that. So it, it really, it's, it's devolved into just Mr. Garrison on uh, mushrooms oh, and God. value. Oh, God. That's really what it's become. Wow. And we will have conversations like that. That's a friendship right there. <laughs> Words not even needed. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Just grunts and sounds and the point gets made. I'm hoping that's going to be him tonight. Grunts and sounds and the point gets made, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Dot your eyes and cross your T's. Hold on. Ooh. The, li- the libations are starting early. Early? Well, this is going on for about three, four hours. Oh, I don't know where the fuck you've been. Oh, shit. I was at a work training, so I wasn't. That's when you got to start. <laughs> Getting greased up well during that. You have to. You have to. Well, I got a review coming up in a week, so I got to make sure that I'm sensible at this point. So what are you drinking tonight? What's your, uh, what's your, be- so this is, this is tonight's choice of beverage. Okay. It's by the fair state co-op. It is called Palais Alley. It is a pale, um, it's a pale ale. Okay. It's kind of citrusy. I like the citrusy ones. Yeah. It's, it's, it's by the fair state brewing cooperative. Out of uh, Jerry's home state of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Nice. And that fucking annoying motherfucker who sells the fucking pillow. <laughs> the my pillow guy. That fucking guy's so goddamn annoying. But yeah, no, this is actually this actually isn't bad. It's kind of uh, it's got like a uh, a citrusy type taste. I don't know if it's orange or pineapple. I'm, it's it's got like a it's kind of like a, a Polynesian looking type of can. It's got like FS on it, like a like a figure eight. Okay. Well, actually, like a number eight, figure eight. Uh, and it's got blue, like, flowers. It's very uh, Polynesian-ish. My good friend, The Rock, who's Polynesian. Okay. He, uh... Fair enough. He would know all about it. But hold on. I'm going to send you a picture. Yes, please do. You know, the the only thing that I've ever experienced as Polynesian is the uh, the hotel suite that's inside Disney World. It's called the Polynesian. I almost had a job once at Disney World as ticker. You turned it down? Yeah. Look, I'm not working for three dollars an hour. Let's be honest. Wait a minute. Hold on. They pay a lot more than that. Well, I don't know. I was wrestling at the time, so it really wouldn't really make any sense. I mean, compared to Polly, I bet this checks would wouldn't bounce. Well, you know, could have been Tigger giving away hugs every day to people bouncing on your tail. But how many fucking people are you going to tell on the Twitter? Yeah. that they've made the show. How many questions do you think I'm going to answer? Oh, you're going to answer a whole dickload of them. Like Jerry says, get ready to bury your dick in the dirt. All right. That's all I'm going to tell you. These people are dedicated. And I tell you what, I love these listeners because, you know, I don't know what, what they have going on in their day, but they, they take, Nothing, apparently. They, they take time to reach out to me. I responded back to just about every single person who responded yeah. hey, to Hey, you made me. the show. Hey, it- Made the Talk show. about a canned response. I know you've made the show. So we got we got a ton of these here. So I'm going to I'm just going to scroll through here. I'm going to ask them to you. I, I, I'm just going to go. It's P at Rick Payne. P at Rick Payne. 
And his question is this, how did Mikey come up with his wrestling attire? How did he get the shirts he decided to wrestle in? Now, if you listen back in the archives, Mikey got the original shirt that he wrestled in as a Christmas gift. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Now, so I've already answered this question. Moving you, on. You have <laughs> going moving on from that. The brand of dragon shirt that you really yeah. like. What is the name of that brand? Liquid Blue. Liquid Blue. Yes. So did you just decide after that Christmas gift, hey, this is what I want to stick with. I really like this. This works for me. Or was there any back and forth with, okay, how do I want my character to look? Not really. At first, it was just that one shirt, that one dragon shirt. Right. And I had that one for a while. Okay. And then I remember seeing another one that was similar to the original. I said, ooh, that would be cool. So I got that. And I was scared to wear it for like two months because I didn't know if I'd get in trouble for changing my shirt. I didn't know how that I didn't know how that worked. So I just changed it. And it was pretty cool. And then sometimes people give them to me. Um, then somebody who worked for Liquid Blue, they sent me a shitload one time of just different shirts. And just anything I saw that would fit. Like I had like a... Uh, oh, fuck. I forget who it was. But I had like a Silver Surfer shirt. I had a, uh, uh, who the fuck was it? It was a big superhero, like his big face on the shirt. I forget who it was. But it was just really anything that looked cool. You know, I would just, I would just wear it. And I think it worked really well too, because that feel at the time really fit into the whole image of what ECW was doing. With the music, with the grunge look, the fire-breathing dragon. Now, were you referring to the red dragon shirt that you wore when you switched from the blue one? No, it had a red dragon and a blue dragon on it, I think. Okay. Because your action figures got the red dragon, the red and yellow dragon. Yeah, well, I think this was on the second shirt, too, but there was a blue dragon. I think they were fighting or something. Oh, okay, cool. So, as we know... my, My most famous shirt... Here's a story for everybody. Okay. That eyeball shirt that yeah. Brian Pillman would wear. Right. The first one he got was from me. Really? Yes, because when he came to ECW, he saw it. I thought it was cool. So I gave it to him because I had like four of them. So the first eyeball shirt that Brian Pillman had was actually mine. It was a gift from Mikey Whipper. Yeah, so I don't know if the ones he wore on TV after that was mine. I don't really know that. But I know I did give him one of those shirts. And then Brian Jr. told me that that shirt is worth like 300 bucks now. Holy shit. Like, son of a bitch, I threw them all out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now, was, was... Just a little tidbit. That's really cool. I like that, though. I like that. How much input... I mean, obviously, I know you had a lot of input on what you... What, what Mikey Whipwreck became, but do you feel like nowadays with training guys that they have a good idea of what they want their character to be? Or do you feel like there's a lot of discussions that go into it from other people coming to them going, I think this would work best for you. Or do you think that the guys themselves know what they want and it's a good idea to go with what they want? Uh, They should go what they want. Um, And the thing is, though, what they think they want at first will probably morph and develop and evolve into something different as they go out there and they kind of tweak things. So I always tell them when you go out there, when you first start, don't, don't don't spend a whole lot of money on a specific look. Right. You know, until you kind of get it down, like, okay, I like this. I don't like this. It didn't work so well. This is, you know, not really what I'm going for. So Now, as a trainer and a coach, would you ever step in and say, I see where you're going, but I just, I'm, I'm not feeling it as an, an audience member. And then maybe obviously offer some suggestions to tweak things. Yes, but I'll never tell him no. That might not be right. I give my suggestions. I said, ah, you know what? Usually in a match, putting a match together, uh, stuff like that I'll do. I'll give him critiques. And I'll say, well, you, I probably would have gone away like this. I said, the way you did it was okay, I guess. But I might have tried it this way. Maybe next time try that. And they can either do it or tell me to go fuck myself. Either one is fine. All right, we have our next one. This is from Trinity. 
And uh, this person's handle is at Lord of the Garden. Lord of the Garden. Did Mikey feel like he finally made it in ECW the first time he became the television champion or the first time he won the tag titles with Cactus Jack? Keep up the great work. Love the show. ECW for life. So what's your thoughts on that one? When did you feel like you officially made it? TV champ or the tag belts? Or maybe it's something we don't even know about. Maybe it's something that you haven't shared with us yet. Probably after I beat Sandman for the belt. Okay. Uh, I think it was probably around that time because I, I beat Hack for the belt and then I got to work Mysterio and Steve Austin, I think, in the same weekend. That's a big deal. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit. Like, I'm actually doing something. So uh, probably around then. Nice. When WCW came calling in 96. I mean, obviously, you were told ahead of time what's going down. Was there any kind of celebration after that that night when you went out, or was it was it just business as usual hanging out? Just business as usual. Because we all look at all the celebrations and when people put each other on their shoulders and whatnot. Is well, they, that... did, they did that in the ring. Cactus well, came out, and then he was a heel at the time. So when he came out, they kind of had to act like he didn't want. To, I didn't want him out there. Right. And then Conan came out. Uh, Taz came out. All the baby faces came out. And they picked me up on their shoulders. They kind of forced Cactus out of the <laughs> out of the shot. Now that's not something that's that's predetermined that that's going to happen. That's just something that the guys decided to do on their own. Am I right on that? I don't remember. I Is know it? Cactus said he was going to come out, okay. and Mike just act like yeah, I don't want you don't want me out there. I said okay, <laughs> and then I didn't know about the other guys coming out. Okay, that was cool. That is kind of cool, and, and that was a really cool moment. So, yeah. but after after the match, it was you know, as always after the end arena show promos and back at the bar. Nice. Yes, indeed. If you ever have a question for the boys, you can always go ahead and shoot them a message on Twitter. Mikey yes at Mikey Whiprick underscore Jerry Lynn is at it's Jerry Lynn. I am at at Mike Freeland, and obviously you can go ahead and hit the show account up at FRM Pod. You may not always get a serious answer from me, too, by the way. Well, I think that's fun, though. I like that, though. Like the guy Jim Coyne is his bus. <laughs> With the electric eye. Yes. <laughs> Guarding oh. his compound. <laughs> gotta, keep, gotta keep a watch over everything, right? All right, we have Shannibal Lecter. And this person is at Macintosh182. So I appreciate your question. And this question is, how far into the WCW vacation, as you have affectionately referred to it as, did you realize that they had no idea what to do with you? P.S. This was in part of their question. Bischoff put you over again on his podcast this week. Really? Yes. So I'll have to is, listen to it now. That is now the second time that a listener has told us that Bischoff has put you over. I like Eric. You know, Eric gets a bad rap, I think, for a lot of stuff. You know, but I I personally like him. I bitch about my time in WCW because they had too many guys and they didn't have anybody in charge that had any idea what the fuck was going on. You know, I never knew who the guy was. Who do I talk to about about stuff? You know, so it was frustrating. And you get to the point where we just give up. Oh, whatever. Let's get my paycheck. Bobby Heenan told me. Sheep dick. <laughs> the first and the 15th of the month, you get your check. That's all that matters. Yeah. You know. But Can people me- shit on people shit on Eric for whatever reason, friend of Hogan or whatever the fuck it is. But if you listen to him and you take out the uh, perceived narrative that everybody seems to have about Eric fucked it up. If you watch what happened to that company and the the little thing here and the little thing there and the little thing here, you know, as far as adding a whole another two hours every week, um, the whole Time Warner merger taking over, um, being told what they can and can't do, or just being spread too thin, things like that. If you actually look at it, I mean, what are you going to do? It was, it was, it was just way too much going on. Right. 
And Eric, Eric admits that he was burnt out. By the time I got there, he was burnt out. When it comes, okay, so if he was burned out and the company is, is not, not really going in a great direction, how frustrated is, I mean, you couldn't have only, you've been the only talent that was frustrated. Did you have any cathartic conversations with other people going, yeah, man, I know how you feel about this, Mikey. I feel the exact oh, same and way. There, and there are guys way up higher than I was. I frustrated. Mean, Perry Saturn and Benoit and Malenko right. and Jer- Jericho was just completely like completely fucking had enough and he told me a few times he couldn't wait to get out of there that he didn't give a shit if they paid him 10 million dollars a year he was not staying no matter what jeez and when his contract was up he was out right that says a lot yep this is this is this is a good friend of the show Jamie Henderson I like me oh. Jamie Henderson What's the strangest thing a fan has asked Mikey to sign? Now, we know rock stars get asked to sign boobs and whatever. What has been the weirdest thing? And I think Jerry actually said some woman or somebody asked him to sign something and then they didn't wash it and they ended up getting it into a tattoo. So what what, what about you? What's your weirdest I've thing? I've had that, that too. You've had that too? Yeah. That's kind of cool in a way to have like a... I signed a colostomy bag once. Wow. Because the guy said I was the shits. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. Sorry. So what was the weirdest thing somebody ever asked you to sign? Uh, their car, maybe? Ooh. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I signed the gas tank. The little cover. That's kind of cool. I like that. Like, like here's, here's the thing I do. I sign dollar bills. Before I use them. You sign them? Yeah. Like just for the just for the hell of it. And then you just And just spend it. Use it to buy stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. So if anybody out there ever gets a dollar bill with my signature on it, let me know. Take a picture of it, tweet it at us. Let's see how far that son of a gun has gone. The odds of that are slim and none. But you never know. Now is it legible? Would somebody know that that's a mic? If you know my signature, yeah. Okay. I'd have to see what your signature is. It's not written in crayon, but... Right. Nice. Not written in crayon. Good grief. All right, so from Mojo Riverfish, E.J. Miller. Is there an angle that Mikey wishes he would have pushed for? So was there ever an angle that you were really thinking about and you really wished you would have pushed for it? When they put me with the devil, went with Vandy... He was supposed to be a takeoff of Dr. Eugene Landy um, of the Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys fame. Right. Where he was supposedly um, brainwashing Brian into certain things. Which was supposed to be the whole thing with Raven and me and the devil. It was going to be a whole big thing like that. Which I thought, I mean, we had the whole thing laid out. I mean, it was, it was, it was going to be pretty cool. Twist turns and things like that. The stuff Scotty likes to do. But Scotty left. So we didn't do it. So the devil and I just became a comedy haha. Is that frustrating when you have something in place that you know is going to get over really well, and then all of a sudden some element of it falls apart, and then the whole thing gets scrapped? Is that yes. is it any of that just piss you off? Yes. But not, not pissed at Scotty. No, not just at him. Just, off. just would have been fucking good. You know exactly what I mean? at the situation. That that would have been really cool. Ah, but you get bummed out for a little bit, and then you. Move on. You, you pick up the scraps and move on. Right. And I think it worked out okay. I think things went very well. Jailbeard, comma, the incarcerated pirate. That's this individual's name. What's a pirate's favorite letter? R. No, the C. Oh, look at that. You, you threw me for a zinger right there. Well, I try to be entertained. <laughs> what athletes from other sports could you see transitioning well into wrestling? So anybody from either the NBA, NFL, anybody you watch, you're like, yeah. Here's here's the thing. Wrestling is completely different. Right. That, I mean, if you do MMA or you do wrestling, uh, amateur wrestling. Right. That may be. But if you do football or you do baseball, I mean, it's a completely different sport, entertainment. 
different muscles, different activity. Now, a follow-up to this was a lot of football guys seem, uh, you know, and even boxers, you know, do a lot of footwork and movement. Do you think that they might have an advantage over another type of athlete because of what they do, footwork being so crucial to what they do, or still no, it's, it's, it's apples it's and oranges? I think it's different. You different have to retrain footwork. them. The, the, the boxing people have happy feet. They're constantly moving their feet. Right. Which, in wrestling, I don't like that. Deliberate okay. steps. The, the happy feet stuff doesn't really work. Not for me, at least. That works. You might have already answered this once once before, but I'm going to say it as well. Whose idea was it to Brian put Blair, you... Brian your motherfucker. <laughs> You're worse than Michael Jackson. I put you to chemical, break your back, fuck ass, make your humble old country way. Fuck is that? <laughs> it's the old but country way it part. out of respect. For a God, baby McMahon, <laughs> Jesus. What the fuck? God, baby McMahon, and Jesus. Wow. Whose idea was it to put you with James Mitchell? Uh, it was such a good fit. Mikey did the character. Uh, did you feel like it went, went well with your character? And where was there any of the lines written for you guys, or was it all ad lib? Everything was ad lib. Nice. We made up everything. Nice. Uh, I met up with the devil the first time in downtown Disney. And we talked about stuff. And Raven was there. And we just talked about all kinds of different stuff. About ideas and what the angle could be and where it could go. And Paul was on board with it. And he was going to let us do pretty much, pretty much whatever we wanted. You know, and then we had that plan with Scotty. And then Scotty left. And the devil became the red guy, because if you remember first, he didn't have the red the red suit. Right. It, you know he was he had his uh, James Vandenberg attire. But then he got the red suit. You know, put the eyebrows up. You know, pointed his nails, and he became the devil. And I always said, I said, my manner's the devil. Go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I go, listen, if you ever picture the devil as a human, that's what this guy looks like. He looks like the devil. And when you show pictures, you're like, holy shit, it looks like the devil. I can see. Told you. It's a perfect match. Yeah. But we just clicked, man. We would just come up with stupid ideas and just find a way to make it work. There was only one thing we did that Paulie didn't like. We were down in New Orleans and we were cutting a promo and I acted like my stomach hurt. And I said, oh my God, Padre, the devil's gumbo. And I bent over. And I blew a fireball out of my ass. <laughs> and Paulie hated it. What? You, guys are, you guys are too sophisticated to do toilet humor. So he, wow. he, did, he didn't like it. But everything else he liked. You know, me swimming in the empty pool. Me hogtied like a pig. Uh, you know, in the coffin. The big sailboat. <laughs> you know, in, in the parking lot. You know, the uh, when he had me as the marionette pulling the strings right uh, you know just good stuff so how, how was all that stuff born was it just you guys sitting back drinking or was it you guys just sitting talking or both both we talk so, on we, we talk on AOL instant messenger back in the day and I mean it was just just come up with ideas how about this? How about this? Oh yeah, how about that? But then we do this. It just it just morphed into funny stuff. Any surprise that he's had the successful career that he has? No. He's doing good big stuff in, in impact wrestling still. I mean he's the, just the surprise is he's not bigger than he was. That he get, never got picked up by the WWE. Because I know they don't like managers, but he transcends that role. He does. Do you think if you if you were to ask him, and you may have already asked him this question, do you think he's happy with how his career went, or do you think he he feels like, man, I I I deserved much more? I think everybody, we all feel like we could have had more, unless you're the Rock or John Cena <laughs> or guys like that. But I think we all think that, you know, oh, I wish I had a little, I wish I did this, or I wish I could have done that. Man, we're getting really good stories this week, you guys. Good stuff. I'm not used to this actually wrestling storytelling. I know. Are you digging it? 
Ah, yes. <laughs> More questions. Tamaqua underscore shark. And this is at at shark Tamaqua. How many roads must a man walk down before they call you a man? Sorry, that was a Bob Dylan quote. So it wasn't a question. Sorry about that. The answer to Moving that question on. is 38.1. Very good. There you go. Ryan.Dana13. And this individual can be found at Ryan underscore Dana and the number 13. Oh, Dana, writes, Maybe I got a milk bowl. Right. Basically, thank you. <laughs> thank you guys for the podcast. Are you the gatekeeper. I'm the key master. <laughs> Why is he not coming back for the next one? Who? Rick Moranis. He's retired. But maybe it's going to be the shits. You think it, it could possibly bomb? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think people are... How about the new Rambo? Are, I think that's going to be good. You think so? Yeah, I do. I think it's going to be really good. How about the new Child's Play? Oh, God. Mark I'm Hamill has the voice. I'm, I'm jacked up. I am. But, you know, here's the funny thing about that. I didn't see any of the original Chuckies. Oh, so you're not spoiled. No, exactly. So I'm looking forward to this because this is supposed to be the what the, the first installment, right? Uh, I think so. so if, right. So I can actually, I can start from the get-go right now with this. A day away, Dambala. Give me the power, I beg of you. Sikoys and ten mas bears, Demort. That's the little chant when uh, Chucky's trying to. Uh, I was not aware. Become a doll. I'm going to learn all this. I'm excited. Like I said, it's going to be a good one. See, my only concern about this is he looks a little bit different, which is fine. Okay. But Chucky's voice is iconic. Right. Um, by Brad Dorf. So I'm... That's my only thing with, is my concern is, is really that it's not him. Do you feel like in a lot of ways they should not, they should intentionally not remake classics yes. because... Well, not so close. Right. Like, if you want to remake 1933 King Kong... Go for it. But it was only, like, 20 years later, and I don't know how many years it was from the last time Robert Unglund played Freddy that they had the new guy. But it it was, like, too close. Yeah. Especially when you have iconic characters like that. Right. You know, they have a, a distinct personality and a distinct voice and distinct feel to them. It's like it's it's like the new it's like the new uh, diesel, and the new razor. <laughs> oh God! Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? Who who thought? Ha ha! Kaidur, it's such good shit. Oh my God! How you doing, pal? Wow. I I remember watching that and going, what? Like, what? Vince is this out of his is- mind. He, I, I remember I was doing stuff for the network up in Connecticut, the Tui studio. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and Vince comes in after me to do his stuff. I walks in, and he's like, what happened to your hair, pal? He went, ah. You know, red dye and stress. He goes, stress. <laughs> and he, like, patted me on the shoulder. Damn near knocked me the next week. <laughs> Built like a brick shit house, didn't he? Indeed. Wow. He just, but he just walks into the room. It's like, okay, yep, there he is. He just has a presence and an aura about him. That he's was it pretty f- cool? That he's the fucking boss. Right. Yeah. I've had very few conversations with him. You know, and really nothing more than idle chit chat for like thirty seconds. But he just has a presence of him. But you, okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> there are certain guys that just, when you say, yeah, they have it, they have it. There's a charisma about them, a natural charisma that just, it just makes them feel like, okay, this guy's a big deal. 
you know, and not that they walk around being arrogant or anything like that. It's just they, they, it's a natural charisma. Who would you say in ECW definitely was the closest to having it? Uh, Could you see that early on with Steve Austin? I was a fan of his before he went to WCW. And then it grew when he wasn't WCW. You got the feeling around him like, wow, this guy's just, he's on a different level. Yeah, you just kind of tell. Like, I always got that vibe from Sabu. That there's just something about this fucking guy that's like, you know? He he had like a mystique about him. And even though I knew him, he just had that... That vibe. He had the look. He had, yeah, he just had the vibe. Now, was he as quiet and, and as reserved as his character? I no. mean, was that pretty... <laughs> no. No, not, not the case. No. Uh... You know, Rob has that charisma, too. Van Damme. Taz had it. Shane Douglas had it, for sure. Oh, there's no doubt about that one. Yeah. Shane Shane is definitely somebody who had the passion. I mean, I, that that's undoubtable, yep. uh, you know, in my mind. He just, he embodied passion. And especially when he tells that story about when he was about to throw down the NWA championship and he was thinking about his recently deceased father yeah holy cow Mm -hmm. like just just him telling that story the way shane speaks and you know the pauses and the inflection that that gave me chills when i was listening to that i was like holy cow like this guy can captivate yes he can classic i think they did a whole like 35 minutes of the of a, a one episode of ecw of just him not surprised doing uh b rolls and stuff like that so good. So, so good. So really quickly, not not to get off topic here, but... Uh, Do we have a topic? We, <laughs> Ryan.Dana13 says, Thank you at Mike Freeland. The podcast has helped me get out of my tailspin mood. Yeah, buddy. So, yes. Me and, too. And quoting Mikey Whipwreck, if I can help one person forget about just the stressors of life for an hour a week, then it was all worth it. Am I correct in that? Indeed. Very good. Thank you oh, very much, Ryan. Now, the, 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 you know, my my cranky, don't give a fuck. Right. You know, ha ha on the podcast. Um, you know, I'm not like that at all. I, I'm really, I'm very appreciative of the fans. I like to have a good time. I'm not really cranky. You know, so it's, it's, it's good for me. I get to put out a little uh, crankiness. I get to be a little bit of Bobby Heenan. I get to do impersonations every now and then, make people laugh, just say dumb things. And have a good time. Yeah. So if people enjoy it, I'm, you know, I'm happy. And if it, like I said, if it makes them forget about bullshit for an hour, 15 minutes, whatever it's going to be, then I feel like I've done something well for somebody. I second that. Because I know what it feels I like. This, I know what it feels like to suck wind, man. Not fun. No, not at all. Robert Forbes writes in, is there anyone or anywhere, meaning arenas, I guess, that Mikey wanted to wrestle but never got the chance to? So person, first we'll address that one. And then second one will be arena slash venue that you always kind of had that, eh, really wish I could have worked there. Okay, there's three people I wanted to work. Well, actually four. Cactus Jack. I got that one. Marty Jannetty, I kind of got that one. They did about a royal one time. And then there's Randy Savage and Bret Hart. Wow. Randy Savage, just because, goddammit, it's Randy Savage. <laughs> and I fucking loved him growing up. He was my guy. Like, we talk about the warrior and stuff like that. Randy was my guy. And then when I got to meet him and talk to him a bit, it was just like, holy shit, this is like, I don't think I could stop smiling the whole time I talked to him. Matthew Stender writes How in. How many fucking questions are they? Lots. Jesus. People love the Mikey Whipwreck. It's going to be a two-parter. Is this okay to masturbate? Or your part, with a hands- two-parter. Is it okay to masturbate with hand sanitizer? If so, is it necessary to wash my hands afterwards? Uh, the hand sanitizer must be... Uh, floral scented <laughs> um, to give you the scent that it's with a woman 
Um, <laughs> and you do not need to sanitize it afterwards unless you make a mess. At which point then, uh, you do need to wash. <laughs> well, I hope that answered uh, don't be your a, question. Don't, don't be a filthy pig. No. By all means, if you're going to crank the pipe, then make sure you wipe your hands off. I know I, that, that guy could be a good uh, a wrestling gimmick for him. The, the guy who uh, masturbates with... Uh, we'll put a mask with, on him. We'll call him, the mask, we'll call him the mask debater. Uh, Very nice. That is all of the questions. Really? That's all of them. That's all of them. Holy so, fuck. I know. I want to thank everybody. Like on, in cigarette. all honesty. To... <laughs> For submitting their questions and for interacting with us on social media. Oh, Mikey, this has been fun. I've enjoyed this. A lot of different stories, questions. I still miss Jerry. I do, too. It's very weird. It's different. Well, I mean, at this point of the show, he's he's already gone because he's fast asleep. So I know. I wonder if he records in his jammies. So all he has to do is take off his headset and go right to bed. Oh. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, that's that's the feeling I get. I have to brush his teeth first, but oh, what if what if he, what if he sleeps at the nude? I've never actually thought about that. Well, um, you are now. I'm now thinking of a naked Jerry Lynn. Whenever I think of Jerry Lynn, now I can't help it, but I still have that picture of uh, Mr. JL with him wearing his glasses. Oh my god. You saw that you saw that the Cape Crusader wearing his glasses? Yeah. I was like, holy shit, that's what I think of now when I think of Jerry Lynn. I love it. Well, if Sorry you love what what we're doing, then by all means cruise on over to shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash FRM pod. They don't fucking make shirts on demand. They have actually have them on the racks, to my knowledge. So if you cool. would like to get a sh- There's nothing on the rack. There's a rack. They have got racks here. No, they don't. At the, the shop.spreadshirt. No, they don't. If everything you want a shirt. Ma- everything is made to order. It's made to order. You know what? We, this, there's this, nothing this, on racks. This, it's going quickly. <laughs> this is the biggest okay. bunch of horseshit I've ever heard. Uh, I'm going to go it's fuck my ass. quickly. Okay. I'm going to leave the apartment. I'm going to drive down to a store. I'm going to go into a large handicapped bathroom stall and go fuck myself. We have You Will Be Humbled, which is the Iron Chic Brian Blair shirt, which Brian Blair. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> people make talk. Humble. Put you to cabal clutch. Break your back. Fuck your ass. Make you humble. Right next to that, we got the That's Right Bubba shirt. That's right, Bubba. We've, we've got the Fabulous Sniffers Row. We've got the FRM, FRM pod in the NWO logos. Can we get a Terry Funk to plug the uh, the odd amateur? Oh damn it! I don't think you understand. You're on front row material. I'm back row material. I'm Terry Funk. I'm the living legend. I'm here. I'm in Amarillo, Texas. I'm a windmilling, chinmilling, inmilling, vitamin taking. <laughs> How many vitamins do I take? Four purple, four green, eight orange, thirteen <laughs> yellows, and eighteen bananas. <laughs> don't forget the orange ones. I'm getting more messages now, but well, come on, let's hear it. Some, come on. No, I'm you good. got me now. No, ask the fucking question. Let's go. Give me a question. All right. George at the George underscore demand. And looks like he's from Duluth, Minnesota says, Mikey, has there ever been a moment in time where you've had an accident or felt like you were going to have an accident and had to end a match early? No. I'm professional. <laughs> Shit happens, I guess. Indeed, it does. Mm -hmm. And this kind of shit happens every single Wednesday. We drop at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Anywhere fine podcasts are made available to you. That's iTunes, Stitcher, FM Player, and of course, MLW.com. All right, Mikey. We are, uh, we're there. That's it. We, we're, we're, this is a, we're breaching right now, or I should say crowning. The head's coming out. One more final push before we... Uh, it's early. My head might be going in. You have a ton of one-liners. Why don't you work for a Christmas... Or Christmas, fuck. A, a greeting card company. What, Hallmark? Mikey. Oh, you could. It could be Hallmark. You could work for a greeting card company, I think. I know the greeting card company you work for. A Skidmark. 
<laughs> Come on. Don't get, don't get me like things again. You just shit your pants again. Okay. Two weeks in a row. I can't help it. I'm sitting on a wooden chair. We'll get a fucking cushion and not a whoopee. I should. I should. I should. God. That's going to do it for this week. I'm going to need to go ahead and use a moist, oh. flushable wipe. I got to clear, clean myself back up again. Mikey, any other final words before we say goodbye? It's been a pleasure. I enjoy conversing with you in a one-way conversation. <laughs> you could uninterrupt me. And uh, thanks for writing. That's going to do it. For the uh, the Jerry Lindless FRM pod. We're wrapping this up already. We, I feel we, like we just we, got going. We did. We just got our juices flowing. We just got going here. We're like Greg Valentine. You know, we don't really start to hit our stride until about an hour in. That's right. Greg Valentine was on an indie show. This was the early 90s. And he was charging five bucks for an autograph picture. And people, Mr. Valentine, can we have your autograph? Hammer, can we have your autograph? He's like, five bucks. And they were so wow. mad. So after the match is over, he won. And he just looks at the crowd, looks around and go, five bucks. And they were so <laughs> mad. Like he was, he was he was a heel to the end. It was great. Wow. He made people so mad. All right, guys, that's gonna do it for the non-existent Jerry Lynn, who's uh, doing anything right now, quite possibly. Or he could be possibly sleeping. Anything's possible. For Mikey Whipwreck, I am Mike Freeland. Thank you for joining us this week on Front Row Material and submitting your questions. We will catch you next week. The world of NLW Radio Network.